video to promote, grow, and operate your franchise. Hi, Brian here from Franchise Simply, another franchise radio show. Delighted to be with you again. Uh, thanks for joining us and uh, can assure you a very interesting and engaging topic, uh, one I'm quite passionate about, and you'll understand why when we get talking to, to Glenn Walkford. I've known Glenn for 10 or 11 years. He's been involved in franchising for many years and also in the marketing and promotion and so forth. And video, I think you could say he's quite unique in the space that we're in. Um, so what we're going to do now is run through a bit of a chat. Got some questions to ask him. I've got lined up. No doubt we'll wander off on a few more topics. That's the way Glenn and I are. Um, but uh, I'm sure everyone will join me in saying it's a privilege to have Glenn here, a chance to meet him. And um, uh, we will give you some information towards the end of the conversation as to how you can get in touch with him. So having said that, um, give you a bit of background. There's, there's no doubt, let's face it, video has become a powerful communication tool in today's marketplace. Um, and one observation I think we could all make from this COVID experience is that uh, people's acceptance and desire for consuming content of all sorts, you know, by screen, online, rather than face-to-face, -face, has changed. Even though it's been forced on us, but it's a reality and people are accepting it. And I think you can see it trending if, you know, as a business owner and a leader and a franchisor, perhaps, or whatever your space you might be in, um, you know, do you know how you can take advantage of this? Uh, what we do have is our expert here today. He's got a rare combination, as I say, both franchising and video. And Glenn's the founder of Magnetic Business Media. It's a video content and production company that specializes in working with franchisors and franchise sector suppliers. So across that sort of space. Um, so uh, essentially he works um, in video productions with things like producing videos for training and onboarding of, of, of staff and team members and franchisees and marketing and promotional. He does e-learning content as well, which is important. And franchise recruitment, which is probably his main driving area in lots of respects, because you may know him through Franchise Buyer magazine. Um, and he does others for store openings and, and numerous others as the demand is growing. Um, his, his pedigree, I suppose, comes down from all the work he did with his original business, Franchise Buyer, that I mentioned, which is a lead generation and content marketing, again, for franchisors. He, he works with some of the biggest brands you'll see and has done for quite a number of years. So his consistency is, is well known. He, he, I'm talking about people like Domino's, Pack and Send, Bedshed, Price Attack, and so on. So um, add to that his background in marketing and operations in franchising when he was with people like Leonard's and Donut King and Zarafas, um, predominantly Southeast Queensland, um, coffee chain, but spreading much broader. It's sufficient to say he knows his stuff. <laughs> so, Glenn, welcome. Thanks very much for coming along. Thanks for the intro, Brian. Much appreciated, mate. And thanks for having me, as always. Oh, uh, that's a pleasure. Anything I've omitted there to describing, giving a bit of a... Uh, I don't think my army background prior to franchising is very relevant, but, <laughs> but oh. I'm still there in the distant memory. Uh, well, I've always found, actually, people with a military background, one way or another, often are well-disciplined and organised, so you can rely yeah. upon them. And I I've certainly been involved with some that have been great franchisees because they, uh, they, they understand the, 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 the essential systems. Um, and let's get into this because video is, is very systemised and getting it right. So um, why 
my video Glenn um I think you know especially the you know depending on when you're listening to this 2020 we're now what mid 2021 um that last year was a was a crazy year and obviously it's continued into this year with everything that's happening and like you mentioned in the intro there that without a doubt um, because face-to-face communication has become so challenging in many respects and sometimes it goes in and out of being able to connect face-to-face clearly the most obvious medium to be able to use to connect then effectively with people is by screen um, and obviously by video. Yes, you can connect by screen live in streaming and in Zoom calls and webinars and everything, but also uh, recorded video to get your message very succinctly across. Um, It's message delivery that's done well and well-planned. So video is definitely um, where it's at now, now and in the future for any sort of business franchise or otherwise. So that's why video, I mean, my take on it is the best way I put it is that um, you can say as much that you would in a five, six, seven page brochure that you can take 30 to 40 seconds to say succinctly or show in a video. Um, yeah. that, that was really the penny drop sort of statement for me mostly is that you can just do so much with well-crafted video that you're telling and showing and demonstrating and everything all at the same time. And it's very, very easy for people to consume your message that in your story that you want to get across. It's just a great storytelling tool. That's interesting. I go back to our earlier days of helping people franchise their businesses in the mid, I suppose, early 90s and working with people like Donut King and Jim's Mowing and so on, which we work with personally um, and our own franchise groups. And one thing we hit on very quickly in those days was a seven minute video. It cost us about seven grand (laughs) to promote the franchise. The overall sum of $1,000 per minute. Yes, it's, it's changed. So um, you, you got the franchise by lead generation business and you've had that for some years. And uh, I suppose, where do you see, how's video come into it now, now that you've opened up a dedicated video production business, um, you know, magnetic business media? I mean, so how do you see the transition? Yeah, well, it's... um. We've always done a lot of video. So for the franchise you mentioned at the start, you know, we worked with brands for eight or nine years now, brands like Domino's and Bedshed, Price Attack and all, all sorts. We've worked with 100 plus different types of franchise brands of all different sizes. Um, so we, And we've always done a lot of video. So I think we started our franchise by a YouTube channel back in about, I'd have to check, but about 2012, 2013. At that time, it was me running around with a camera with a microphone attached to my lapel, <laughs> trying to hold the cord out and everything. And, and there's even some of the old stuff I've left there that I look back with nostalgia now, me trying to effectively or look professional filming someone in a van while I'm talking to them um, and doing they were doing deliveries and everything. So we've got, we've got about 500 plus franchise-related videos on our Franchise Buyer YouTube channel. So we've always worked a lot with franchisors in video. Um, and so I go way back in that. But last year, in that March to June period in 2020, when the pandemic hit, um, we, we all know the old adage that when things get tight, marketing dollars get dropped. Um, and when things get tight in, you know, in general economy and in franchising, the first thing to go are, are marketing dollars, but franchise recruitment marketing dollars. And that's what we found last year during that time and even a little bit into um, the end of the year is franchisors pulled back in a lot of their franchise recruitment marketing, thinking that a lot of people obviously weren't going to be that interested in investing in a franchise business. So seeing that on the board, on the wall, those sort of reading the tea leaves, I've always wanted to have a video production business because of the time that I've done in video over those years. Um, it seemed like the perfect time to start offering uh, a complete service separate from a lead generation franchise service, but also an operational based thing because those 500 plus videos we've done with franchisors over the years 
has given the business a unique insight into how franchisors both want to and need to create content to get their message across to the marketplace. Um, so that was an area we thought we could really add value to the marketplace by leveraging that experience. And it just makes sense to leverage the experience you have. And I hate that P word pivot. Um, and when everyone says, oh, you've pivoted the business, I said, no, 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 I haven't, I haven't pivoted the business. I've added another business on. Um, but yeah, that, that's how we got to it. And it was just to, to do something with all that content we created and all that knowledge we had to now really dedicate our resources and focus. We've still got that other business franchise by, but really dedicate resources and our focus to video content specifically for franchise brands. Yeah, I, I relate to that, and Prue does particularly, because our, our background has been a lot of experience with many different companies, franchise groups and, and franchisees and so on. So that's what we've leveraged in the same way as you. So our journeys are very similar. So I suppose that's why we get on well, Glenn, I think is because we do have similar, very similar sort of approaches. And touching on last year, I always viewed that last year was going to be challenging to get through, especially those three or four months. And I think everyone in the country, that initial lockdown period when all that hit. But I also saw in the future thinking out of this sort of adversity, like any sort of adversity, there's going to be significant opportunity coming out of it. Mm. Um, and, and that's how I always viewed it with a, with a much more positive outlook that, okay, let's pause, let's hold, let's get our systems right. We started creating a lot of content that wasn't related to the franchise brands we were working with. Um, so we started, I started a vlog series on franchising. So it was a vlog on my opinions and insights and things in franchising. So we started vlogging that and that's where we started to develop even more, um, knowledge around communication using video with French, with franchising to just, just tell a lot of stretch it to that next level to try and, you know, get a stretch target there. And that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. I, I imagine, you know, any business is competitive these days and particularly the digital space. So I imagine video is pretty competitive, um, so, so what difference do you feel you are or, or you're trying to bring to the market in video production in, for the franchise sector? What's your point of difference? Yeah, well, it, it's a great question because just about now anyone can press record on a video. Um, the iPhone cameras are fantastic. You know, we, we use them sometimes in our productions and the quality of them is, is exceptional. Um, but the So just about anyone, as I say, can press record on video. But... It, it sort of hit home. I had a back injury last year, um, a, a disc problem in my back. And my physio, I was you know, sort of face down on the table when he was talking and I was telling him about the video production we're doing. And um, he was telling me about the training videos that he did with a videographer locally. And I was talking to him about the way that we work with brands, the way we help them tell their story and help them on their storytelling journey just to bring out all the points that they need to make because of how well we know franchising and our experience in it. And he's and it was I remember it because he said to me at the time, Gee, I wish I wish you did our videos because my video guy just pressed record and my partner was really struggling with getting it across and he was sounding really wooden and he couldn't get it right. And he had no input back from the videographer about does this sound good? Is this is this sounding okay? But the videographer was, I envisaged that videographer was getting paid for the job, you know, thumbs up. Um, and I'm not putting all videographers into this class, by the way, but I'm just using it as an example that just get the job done and get it out there and edit. You know, you're the expert. This is what you wanted. This is how you set it. So here you go. Where our difference in the space really is um, our understanding more of the franchise space. So my approach is, and in my team, is to work with the people we're doing video for and talk to them on the basis of, so when they're filming, for example, Brian, if we were doing a video together and you said something to me to do with franchise clients or prospects and it didn't sound right, I'd pull you up and say, do you really want to say it like that? Is that how you, you know, do you really want to say it like that? Um, and I think a lot of 
a lot of people who don't understand franchising, which there are a lot out there who don't understand franchising, I, I see that from the comments on our website, questions, um, probably don't feel like they have the experience to pull someone up on a franchise-related point or thing that they're saying, to, talking about their franchise and prospects and recruitment marketing and everything. So that, that's probably the biggest difference I see that we're bringing to the table and the feedback we're getting is, is really helping in a collaborative way to, and this is what you really need in any videographer, whether it's with us or not, you need them to be able to give you input and feedback and insights as to how you're performing because you're the talent. Don't let them have this view that, oh, well, he's paying, he can say whatever he wants. You want someone who's going to really almost critique you as you're doing it and say, look, I, don't, I think you should say that again or do you really want to say that statement about how successful or how proven your franchise is? Can you back that up? And that's a collaborative approach that, that we work with very well and a lot of our brands we work with have found that very useful and effective over the years. That's just like a really top-level um, uh, film director who will tease a star to come up with a great performance and they contribute, the two of them, to getting a great outcome. And that's where the top, the Tom Cruises of this world and so forth, um, and, and, you know, this is where, this is their skill and their strength. Absolutely. And, and, and the, the directors teasing that from them is where you get that, that team. And I, I can say that from experience, having just recently engaged you again to do some more videos for us just chatting to some of our some of our clients to share some of their thoughts and so forth and their journeys that uh, it is it is an art form I think and so you need to have a plan with it so yeah. um, probably talk about it later on but my, my take on it is you, you know you really need to number one and like with any marketing understand what the role that video is going to be when you understand the role and what what role you want that video to play in whatever you're doing in your business That'll guide you on, you know, what outcome you're after and what and understanding what you know people need to say. And if you and I mean, as a video producer, if you're not, if I'm not getting you to say what you need to say to give you the outcome you're after, you're not going to be happy with with the final product because I'm not going to be able to deliver, or the team's not going to be able to deliver an edited video that's going to be fit for purpose for the role you want it to play in your business. Yeah, no, I get that. And you, you, did, you and Jono did one for me in back in March. We were down in Sydney at the Expo there, and you recorded one of our presentations. I do, um, yes. which is great. It was very quickly. I sort of ran across to your stand, said, "Glenn, can you record me? I'm on in five minutes." Yeah, it was like it was like a seven minutes notice. More valuable. Mm. <laughs> seven minutes. <laughs> notice. So poor Jono was standing there in the middle of the crowd, trying to keep out of everyone's way. <laughs> yeah. So look, if I could pick on something there, you, you mentioned. Franchisors need a video plan. Can can you expand on that a bit for me? Yeah, don't don't be fearful of um, you know when we talk about plans and videos, but it's it's definitely you, you need to have if you're looking at a franchisor because remember that video is just another form of a communication tool and ability to tell your story as opposed to being in writing or social posts or brochures or whatever it is. So leveraging that. So when I say a plan, I don't mean this grand plan of dozens of videos set out for you. You don't you don't mean this whole thing. That'd be that'd be overthinking it. There's been a bit of a tendency in past to create videos for video's sake, um, and I think we've been guilty of it. And we've got 500 plus videos in there that um, I suppose we created videos for video's sake at times for brands simply because they didn't have any and they just wanted some video. But as I look back on even some of our content now with some brands from several, several years ago, um, I would want to have planned those more for what role they're looking to play in their business. There's only so much you can do for people when something's not as thought out as you'd like it to be. So. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I, and I think that's really important. So when I talk about having a plan, I, I, my approach in everything to do with lead generation marketing, content marketing or anything is to simplify stuff. Because if it's too complex, it, 
you, you can talk about it and everyone will nod their head, but the execution never happens. Um, so I, I see videos for franchises in two ways. One is in for marketing promotional purposes and two is operational videos. So if you're looking at your business and you're looking at it from those two broad ends, and that's how I've structured our this magnetic business media business is on when you're marketing promotion videos for someone or operational-based videos, and then you figure out what those individual videos are within those categories within your business. And that starts to guide you as far as looking at a plan. So um, before COVID, most video that anyone was doing was marketing-related, social videos, little clips, Insta, Facebook marketing, TikTok, all that sort of stuff for sure. And that was it was very, very common. And a lot of that stuff you can even do on your phone yourself if you've got an idea. That Those platforms are very receptive of that. You're creating this content just on your phone, especially if it's food-related or a bit fun-related in a story environment. You can, you can create great video content like that. Um, but then obviously this we can't meet face-to-face happens and all of a sudden that's swung the other way and video content is very is hugely essential for operational-based things, for meetings, for trainings, for onboarding. I had a business coach franchise, which, is, so, which was one of the big ones, um, tell me that finally we moved to um, online training and onboarding and, he's, and he said, we'll never go back. We talked about doing it for five years and we never did it, but we had costs of people flying in, spending five days in here away from their family, investing in hotel accommodation, all the, all the issues that go with that over the time. Now they deliver it just as effectively online and he said they'll never go back. So now video has really reared its head for franchising. It's become even more important considering franchising is built around remote locations away from a central head office. That's even more essential from an operational perspective to get all this knowledge and know-how bottled into these video content pieces that you can then implement that knowledge and instruction and even compliance out to your network. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, you mentioned a whole range of sort of video circumstances there, training, onboarding, webinars, all that sort of stuff, store openings. Have you got any case studies you could you could you could relate to it? Yeah, well it's not so much oh bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> like a big one. Um yeah not uh, what, what I'm seeing mostly in trends and everything going on in, in video right now is there's obviously a lot of webinars happening. Um, I think people can be, there's, there's a lot of um, relatively average webinars, fairly boring webinars. I think that a lot of people can spice up their webinars with some extra produced video content that they can insert into them. Uh, they can create um, webinars that are more produced video content that, as we know, a lot of webinars aren't always live, but they pretend to be live. Mm. Uh, and that's okay. That's totally okay. But there's an opportunity there with webinars where you're doing things, whether it be for selling a product or training someone or whatever it may be, that you can create a high quality product in an hour and pitch that and have that run permanently. Um, what I'm seeing at the moment in a lot of trends is in franchising, and I think a brand like Guzman, Guzman E. Gomez is leading the way here. I'm loving the store openings, um, store opening videos they're doing. And we started doing store opening videos a couple of years ago as well, but for the odd brand because I couldn't get franchisors to invest in them. Um, which I think is absolutely crazy is that, that, you know, what we need in franchising or what you need as a franchisor to grow is, is proof of concept and proof that people actually want your brand. What better way to do that and show that and demonstrate that and show that story is via, hey, we've got another opening and here's the, here's the wow from it. Here's the action. This is the franchisee. Meet the franchisee. Guzman are doing that exceptionally well. I think as far as marketing and positioning and everything goes in the marketplace right now, they are the leader in putting their franchise brand out in the front for everyone to see and take notice of. Well, there's a tip, everybody. Go to their website, have a look around, check their Facebook and social media and uh, 
see what they're doing and take some tips. I'm sure you'll pick up some information. And that's what our, our radio shows are all about is just sharing tips and ideas and, and so forth. Um, uh, yeah, I think that I'd, I'd be keep an eye on their follow their Facebook page. The almost every it seems to me that every store they're opening, they've got um, high quality video production going on. Now, don't be fooled. You don't need to go to that level. And it doesn't even need to be. They've got a bit of an inherent advantage. A lot of food businesses, they can open a store with a lot of wow. It's it's very, very simple to make a store look very exciting by giving away a thousand burritos because <laughs> you, know, you get people turned up. That's, of course, going to happen. So. You don't need to do that. We're doing store openings for brands, store opening videos for brands to pitch an opening that isn't on a store opening day. It doesn't have to be a store opening day. It doesn't have to be an outside broadcast radio station and everything. You can still, with editing and everything, say a store opening and tell a story about that franchisee and their experience and how the brand has helped them through and how getting them into business and holding their hand and guiding them through the process has happened. You don't need to do it and think you need these wow balloons everywhere and stuff like that. That's great. If you've got that natural advantage, but it is not necessary to do a store opening video. I love all the anecdotal stuff you're feeding in here, Glenn. That's all a bonus. So where do you, if I was a franchisor, I wanted to get started doing some video, what, what would you be suggesting? How would you recommend I go about it, set my plan? Yeah, well, okay, let's start with an example for recruitment to support your recruitment strategies in the marketplace. I think video is probably more crucial in recruitment marketing to attract franchisees than probably it is in anything else. Um, uh, I, I would be thinking about gaps in your recruitment funnel. So at the moment, you've probably got, you've got a sales process going on. You would no doubt there are conversations you're having that you seem to be having over and over and over. And you keep having to repeat yourself about that same thing. There will also be spots there that you're, there's a bit of a tripwire or a snag that you feel like people just aren't getting or, you just, you just don't seem to be articulating it too well because you can't seem to win them over. We're well, not trying to win them over, if you know what I mean, but you can't seem to cut through to say, this is what's great about our system. So find those things. And they're, you know, recruitment process, they're, they're the things where I would start on creating video on. And that's what I always say to any brands from Bedshed to Pack and Center, whoever that we work with and do video content for this on, is to say, well, what, what gaps do you have right now? What, what would you like a video in? And of course, like we did for you, Brian, the easiest video to start with in many cases is, is proof of success or proof of concept or social proof that someone else is doing it. And that's a testimonial. Even though I don't actually like the term testimonial, mm -hmm. um, it's, it, it's most indicative of what it actually is. It's I, I, like with the ones we did for you, I called it fran your franchise simply journey, for example. Um, but a testimonial is the most straightforward video you can do. For you to support your recruitment funnel right now because what you want to do is you want to have people who are watching those videos so let's say you've got uh, a leads come in and maybe you send them out a thank you email and in that email you include a link to watch a video of David and Joanne who just opened up a store in Townsville and mm. then they watch that video so it just starts warming up that funnel engaging the funnel the leads that are coming in and then as a topic of conversation in that first conversation you have with me you say hey did you watch the video that i sent you on david and joanne if they say yeah that was fantastic great you're moving if they say no i haven't watched it yet well then you can figure out how you start walking through and really suggest that they watch that so that's it's just a way to use that type of thing and i think video is very powerful for that mm -hmm. um in in other marketing easy ones, food shots, you know, depending on your business, obviously, demonstrations to help your franchisees make sales and make, make more money um, with uh, products and services that you do, product demonstrations there. They can be some of the most simple things that you could even execute at your own store level. Um, you see a lot of foodies doing a lot of stuff on social just with their phones, and that's totally okay. 
But if you want to get into a higher production thing with a service, maybe you'd want a team like us in a vehicle with you telling the story of this franchisee in his day or her day. Um, that's, that's also very effective for that. And operationally, sky's the limit. Um, you, I, you know, I recall years ago when I wrote the operations and training manuals for Zarafa's Coffee and also the training program for Retail Food Group, Donut King, BB's Espresso, that was hundreds of pages long. Now I'd just be fully focused on telling that all of that visually. <laughs> I wouldn't be necessarily writing it all out. I'd, you do, you know, a video once of how to make a latte. That, that's it. Any kid could watch it. Right, time I time I tuned in on that. I'm told from time to time. <laughs> so, what was that? I said time I watched that, Glenn. I think I I get my, my lattes are criticised from time to time. Um, what, yeah, what you can, you, just before you go on, you can do those things and and put them into an e-learning platform, um, and and away you go, and it's there forever. So that's uh, it's probably the most engaging way um, you can really get through to people as far as their learning because they can watch it over. Most of the learning that a lot of people are doing now are searching straight on YouTube. If you want to figure out how to do something, if you parallel that to your business, think about the way people are learning things. Mm. If, if I want to learn how to put um, uh, in, increase the memory in my computer, uh, I get onto YouTube and I type in my spec of my computer and figure out how to increase the RAM and there'll be 50 videos on how to increase the RAM in my yeah, like, that's magic. Uh, isn't it? Take the same approach. So, so, what do you see as the main barriers to getting video produced? You know, by franchise brands, what's what's the hurdles? Um, I think the the main barrier, um, I think, is probably cost. I think, and it's it's more, I think it's more the concern of cost than the actual cost. Um, I think people think that video is a lot more expensive than it is, and. You were totally correct. You know, not that many years ago, the rule of thumb was always $1,000 a minute. Everyone always talks about $1,000 per minute. That's really just not the case anymore. I mean, everyone has their different pricing structures and all that sort of stuff for sure. But for the type of stuff we're talking about here for a lot of franchise brands, especially when it's um, in-house operational training, onboarding, those sorts of videos, it doesn't have to be anywhere like that. Um, you know, we just did um, a about a 40 video series for a lady named Emma Murray, who is the high perform, who's got a business called High Performance, High Performance Management, I think it is. Um, and she is the mindset and high performance person behind the Richmond Football Club, who's helped them achieve those three premierships in four years. So that was about 40 videos all up, all grouped around eight main module classes. Um, and if that was $1,000 a minute, <laughs> there is no chance anyone would ever get anything like that produced. So that rule of thumb, $1,000 a minute, is well and truly gone by the wayside from the perspective of the operational marketing type videos we're talking about. Um, so it's cost that is the main thing. So what you need is, I think the biggest issue with video production for many videographers is a lack of transparency in pricing. Um, and people are almost embarrassed to ask how much things will cost because they think it'll be too expensive and it'll be too embarrassing to say no because of the cost. Um, I encourage people to Talk openly about it. On, on our website, we try to be as open as possible. I like to give examples of this project costs this much. Here's a range of what this project would cost. Um, and there's a bottom range to a, to a top range, obviously. If you want moving cars, cameras hanging off cars and all that sort of stuff, then there's going to be more people and more gear. Um, more people, more gear and more time is what brings cost up in production. Um, yeah, um, the other thing that prevents them is I, I think a lot of franchisors and this is no different to written article content. A lot of franchisors run out of things to say or they're worried about um, will I know what to say or will I perform very well? So 
um, we would do a thing in previous content marketing packages where we might have a six article series for a franchisor in it um, and we would say, okay, what, what would you like to write about? What stories would you like to get across? And I, I kid you not, pretty much every time by article three, out of ideas. I, I don't know, what, what do you think we should say? And then that, that's very common. And because they're not specialist writers and copywriters and content writers, it's not a criticism. It, it, it's just a fact. I think people don't put the time in and aren't comfortable to sit and have that. Let's, let's pull apart and brainstorm this whole thing about what's happening in your business to see what content we can create that can help you. Um, and that, that's pretty much the, the approach we take to it all. Right. So, um, so going beyond that then, um, you're a man who's... It's packed full of secrets. What, what is the secret? Oh, that, really sounds, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah. no, not, I mean, you've been saying about, you know, people have concerns, yes, about the investment, a bit like going to the garage with your car with a problem. You know, you say, oh, what's this going to cost? But also yeah. just not knowing what to say um, and yeah. so forth. So, so what's the secret to getting a good video for a novice? Yeah, no, that's right. The, the secret to a good video... Um, I suppose there's no one thing, but I think everything falls down if the talent, you call the talent, or the person in the video is not comfortable. So we can have the best scripts, the best environment, the best cameras and great picture and everything, like wonderful lighting and, oh, we're going to tell a great story and we're going to put it in this role in the business. But if the person who is that we're speaking to or who is the talent and face of that video is not comfortable in what they're saying and the message they're delivering, the video just, just, just won't hit. It won't it won't play the role that you want it to play. So um, in the couple of hundred videos we've done at Franchising Exposed, for example, you've done a bunch of them with us, I think, Brian. Um, we sit down and, and talk to franchisors at the expo and, and give them, we give them the questions in advance and we might give them, we have six or seven standard questions that we ask them. And there are some people will sit in front of that camera because it's not a comfortable thing for many people, there's no doubt, um, staring down the barrel. And... Um, we'll sit there and I'll be out of the out of the picture and we'll start asking them. And if I sense that they're feeling a little bit uncomfortable, you know, I'll jump in and um, I don't like to correct people too much. It's a bit of a balance because you can start to rock people's confidence. If, you, if they feel like, even though I say there's no mistakes here, you can't say anything wrong, people don't believe me. Uh, <laughs> people just don't believe me at all. So um, what, what I sort of do and a little trick is to ask them those questions and then if we haven't got what we want is we might, um, I'll just tap Jono on the leg or one of the other guys on the leg just to let them know to keep the camera running and I just start talking to them and they think the camera's off oh. and then you, you, you get it and people open up more and they're smiling more and they're just their body language relaxes. So there's all just little things you can do that it's, you, you've seen those videos where people are really wooden and their responses are really staged and you basically you don't believe them and you're certainly not pulled in to watch more of the video. So the number one thing I think is, is making people comfortable the other, the other, that's physically comfortable and environment comfortable, but the other way people are comfortable is if they feel like they're an expert in the subject they're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I've always thought when people talk about being um, afraid of public speaking and, I, and, you know, with my kids and all that sort of stuff there, and I said, yeah, not a, you can't be afraid <clears throat> or don't let your nerves get the better of you if you know you know what you're talking about. Yeah. So if you know you know what you're talking about, speaking from stage or not, even though you're nervous, you know if you know your content and your material, you know you'll be okay. Yes, you'll sound shaky, you'll have some issues or whatever like that, but you'll still know you'll deliver your message once you start getting warmed up. But then it's a matter of getting comfortable and getting warmed up. 
So my view is that if anyone we're doing a video with, if you're a franchise owner in a pack and send business or in a bedshed business or whatever, my view of them is that you are an expert in what you do right now, whether that's mattresses, selling beds, doing whatever. So any person I'm talking to in a video at any time, I am treating them and positioning them and try to give them the confidence that they are an expert in their subject matter that we're talking about right now. Otherwise, we wouldn't have chosen them as a talent for the video. Yeah. So if someone's not suitable as talent for the video, I would suggest otherwise. Um, you know, I would say maybe we should talk about this. So you've, you've got to play to people's strengths, and I think that's what good video is all about. That's teasing it out. Well, you, you're talking about people being wooden. Reminds me of people, <laughs> me included, uh, with the lack of sincerity, I suppose, in karaoke, you know, when you try. <laughs> yeah, you just don't bother. Terrible. Just don't bother. It's like, you know, when you when you drag that person up there and say, come on, Brian, you've got to sing. And then you get up there and you think, oh, Brian, you should sit down. Why did I do it? <laughs> All right. So, so what, what's, the, what's the, the process of getting, you know, getting a video series together, Glenn? If I, you know, what, yeah. what would you recommend to someone who's, who's perhaps looking at embarking on this? Yep. Oh, um, same as always, simplify, keep everything really simple. Um, and and, and it, this is no secret to video production. It's in three parts, really, pre-production, production and post-production. That's that, that's where it all is. So pre-production is all the preparation, script writing, getting the talent right, location. Everything that prepares a video for shoot day is what happens. And really, <clears throat> that pre-production phase is the most important part of any video. You've got to get all that right. You... I've done videos where, <clears throat> excuse me, talking too much. Um, I've done videos where we've turned up on the day and scripts still aren't approved. We're still writing scripts. We're still trying to load them into a teleprompter. Um, and it just puts everyone under so much pressure and stress. Um, and in, in video production, time is money. You know? So time is money. If you can contribute um, with helping get, getting things more organized and playing that part, we, you know, we're experts in that anyway, but, the, you know, it's the, it's the easiest way to lower cost in a video production is making the pre-production as easy as possible for the people who are producing it for you um, via scripts or whatever. We're always very collaborative and we ask, okay, do you want to write a script or um, how do you want to go about this? Do you, do you, what topic do you want? And I'll give some, like we did, Brian. So remember when we were working on your videos with questions, yep. I'd throw some at you, you would put some in and if you wanted to do more work on it, you could, but we settled on them pretty quickly, didn't we? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and uh, that's why I respect the fact that uh, you you discipline you disciplined me into making sure I do it, lay it down properly to start with. So yeah, and from doing that, just before I and from doing that, we were able to go out and shoot those videos with with your clients without your presence. You didn't have to be there. No, because no. we did the pre production right. We had the questions. We knew what we were going to ask, and we knew what we were looking for, and we knew what outcome you were after. And this is what's really important when I talk about other videographers in relation to franchising. If someone isn't aware of the nuances and relationships with franchising, you can't just get any layman to go out there and say, go and film that franchisee and ask them these eight questions because mm -hmm. you don't want them probing a franchisee, you know, almost stomping on, the, stomping on the roses a little bit saying, no, can you say it like this? Can you say that? Can you say this? Because you don't want anyone putting words in the mouth of your franchisees as far as what they say about you and proof of concept and all that sort of stuff. You need that yeah. to be just teased out comfortably for themselves. It's no, really of course, of course, it's, it's like when I had my Alfa Romeos, I had to always go to a go to an expert who understood the temperamental things. <laughs> oh, that's it. So when I talk about the process of creating a video, 
um, simplify those, just think about this, the three steps, pre-production, production day shooting, that's when all the filming happens, and post-production when we're, if we've done those two first phases well, the post-production should be relatively straightforward. It's just a matter of putting that edit on it to really polish it up and making it look great. But if we, if we nail that pre-production first, that's the most important part. All right. So leading on from there then, because that brings up a couple of points in my mind. So if there's a, a supplier or a franchise or if someone wants to add some training videos to help put staff on board, for example, um, you know, what, what, does, what does that look, look like? Can you, question without notice, can you give me a bit of a response on that one? Yeah, I think, um, well, let's go training. The training one's a good one because right now, I mean, I'm sure anyone listening to this as a franchise or must be thinking, oh, my God, how much work am I going to have to do in pre-production to make sure this doesn't cost me a fortune um, potentially to get a set of training videos on how to make coffee or how to deliver this or whatever it may be. Um, and it, it's actually not. You've already got it all there. You've pretty much done most of the pre-production because you've already got all your training that you already deliver and you already have delivered. So someone already delivers your training right now. So it's just a matter of putting that in. You, you've probably got it all in text anyway. So that stuff in text with a training manual, the easiest thing in the world to do is take a training manual and say, all right, now let's turn that into something more visual. It's, it's a really straightforward way. So I reckon people probably be daunted thinking about how big the job might be to do training videos for training or onboarding or whatever it may be. Um, but you're actually probably 80% of the way there already, if you think about it, because you're already doing it and already delivering it. So the issue then is where, how, uh, and tightening up that content and also figuring out who, who the talent's going to be who's going to deliver that training. Maybe it's you, maybe it's a staff member, or maybe it's an external presenter that we bring in who presents it for you. Um, that's it. So don't, don't be daunted by it. It's a, it's a job and um, it, it, can be, it can be easily sorted. So just, just another one. What's your thought on having um, the text there, the subtitles, you know, transcribed and posted onto the video when it's, when it's, when it's run? Um, we don't do it in our videos generally, but you can do it anytime. I mean, YouTube, you can set your channel in YouTube, for example, that puts it up anyway. So you'll notice a lot of people in YouTube and a lot of these vloggers and YouTubers have, if you're scrolling through your YouTube subscriber feed um, of videos that have come through that you've had alerts on, you notice as you're scribing through that, they start playing and you can read it with no sound and you haven't actually started the video, but the text is already coming up. So all that stuff is there. Um, so you can set it that people can have that on or off, but that, that's often in other people's settings as well. Um, you see it less. You used to see it a lot. People were obsessed with doing that in LinkedIn and everything recently, up, up until about a year ago, and people seem to have stopped doing it quite a bit, to be honest, in things like yeah, that. Yeah, social media is where I've seen it mainly with people posting. So, so you certainly Facebook. can, but I'm not you, – you could do two versions, for example. You could have a version of your training series that has subtitles permanently on it, and you could have a version that doesn't. So you could do either or. Yeah, I've got you. Okay. So, look, I really enjoyed running through chatting with you, Glenn. Thanks for expanding my knowledge. <laughs> and I hope, hopefully, the listeners, it's been, uh, it's been delightful chatting to you. I really appreciate that. And thanks for giving us so much of your time. All right. Um, so, I suppose, it, just rolling up to wrap up the end, I don't know if there's anything you may feel you've overlooked or whatever, but what would be your parting message to, 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 to you know, franchisors and suppliers as far as video is concerned? Sure. I mean, I think, and it's easy for me to say in a video business, but I, I would say start investing in it. 
don't, even if it's just to get a taste of it, start dipping your toe in the water um, because without it, you're going to be invisible at some point. Um, you may already be. So you're going to have to get a presence out there, especially from a marketing perspective in video. Um, start telling your story better. It's a much better way to do storytelling. And it doesn't mean you stop doing written content as well, but you parallel them. You can even transcribe the video content and the written content, art content articles as well. So they become, become both. So it's a, it's a hyper-competitive market for franchise prospects and opportunities. Um, and you better get really, really good at um, highly leveraged ways to show that you're worthy of investing in. Um, as if you don't, there'll be, there'll be other brands who probably aren't as worthy who are going to jump straight off the, over the top of you because they're just better at telling the story and showing the journey of a potential franchise prospect. So that, that's from a, um, from a marketing prospects, but from a, from a um, you could also, you know, obviously you want to make sure you're investing in video or doing video. You could do your video on your own on, on products and social and everything like that. Easy to just try it, just have a go. Um, if you don't like it, delete it, delete the post and try it again. <laughs> that's um, it. You know, yeah. Um, so you've got to start somewhere. So I would start getting confident with it because it's only going to get more and more, necessary that you've got good video. Operationally, um, I think you'd be surprised at the flexibility, stability and cost efficiencies that having high quality, well thought out video is gonna give you in your business. Um, operational focused video content that is. So I like to think of it on the lines of film it once to teach it 10,000 times. And I think that really, really brings into play and spotlight what video can do for you if it's done really well from an operational perspective. Film it once to teach it 10,000 times. So imagine the cost efficiencies associated with, with that when you overlay that over your entire business. Yeah, you're an Olympic champion because it's 10,000 repetitions. <laughs> so yeah, you're an expert, isn't it? So if you think of it like that, I'm sure you can see the potential power that that well-designed video can, can actually give you in your business. It's a matter of just starting somewhere or talking to someone, whether that be me or any other videographer. Just talk to someone else and get it moving. Don't get left behind because you will be invisible. Yeah, look, don't pretend it's not there. Don't suffer from the old fear, the false evidence appearing real. Throw yourself in the deep end, get into it. So, uh, look, it, it's been interesting actually learning some of your secrets. Thanks for coming in and joining me in the studio today, Glenn. I appreciate it. If people want to learn a bit more about, you know, video and about, about yourself and magnetic marketing, where, where, can they, where can they source it or contact you, Glenn? Sure, um, magneticbusinessmedia.com.au. So if you go there, you can um, make contact with us there. Um, we can book in a, a calendly call or something like that there, and we can have a bit of a chat about strategies and that, you know, there's obviously, as always, everyone says, no obligation or anything like that. Let's just have a chat about how you could utilise video in your business so we can talk about any parallels of businesses that we've already worked with because we learn a lot from a lot of those businesses probably hundreds and hundreds of videos we've done for franchisors, big and small. Um, there are lessons to be learned and things to apply in your own business to accelerate your own operational efficiencies, growth and, and, and market presence for sure. Love to have a chat. So can I offer our listeners today a half an hour of really top level advice and recommendations and suggestions from you? Okay, there you are, everybody. So, <laughs> all right, well, that's the final observation. So um, thanks again, Glenn Wolford, for coming in. This is Brian from Franchise Simply. Thanks for joining us, everybody. It's been delightful. Uh, we'll be in touch when we have our next Franchise Radio show. Take care. Have fun. See you soon. <laughs>